Hey, dear Tyler, good morning. And how are you doing? I really hope you're fine. I hope you're good. Happy new month. We are in the 10th month of the year, October, right? And God has been so faithful to each and every one of us, right? God has been so faithful to each and every one of us. I really hope that you are, um, you know, just having a good one. Uh, For us here in Nigeria, we celebrated our independence. Uh, This is going to be our 62nd year, right? So we're officially 62 years. Um, And God has been faithful. It could have been better, right? But also, trust me, with the things that we've seen in this part of the world, it could have been worse. God is absolutely faithful. Um, So... I had to do this now because I'm rushing out for a retreat, right? I've got a very, very long day. It's a public holiday for us, but then I got quite a lot of things that I have to do um, today, right? So this may be a brief one, but I don't know. Let's see how it goes, right? Um, And I really do hope, pardon me, I really do hope that you enjoyed the last episode that we had. Um, I really hope it ministered to us, right? So, um, today's theme, today's topic is new beginnings, new beginnings. Um, I, I, I love, there's this song, um, by Aisha Woods, right? Aisha Woods, new beginning. Aisha is A-Y-I-E-S-H-A, then Woods is her surname, W-O-O-D-S, right? Woods, Aisha Woods, new beginnings. I believe in new beginnings. Yesterday is over. It's over. Right, so um, it's an amazing song that I really, really um, do love. Thank you for reminding me. I need to go and download her albums again. They're amazing, amazing songs. As a songwriter, it's one of those things that I really um, used to do back then, you know, spend time listening to people's song, how they caption lyrics. Anyway, we're not talking about songwriting today. So today we're talking about new beginnings. And um, usually within this period, right, it, it happens a lot in, in Africa, particularly in Nigeria. It happens a lot where um, you go on social media or you go to... Um, maybe some organization or some meeting or some um, particular gathering and all of a sudden there's this person that comes up and says that uh, the year has almost rounded up what have you achieved what have you done Um, you know what your goals have you gone through the list of your goals what were the things you're able to do what um, you know how many things did you conquer how much have you grown and you know apparently uh, in as much as in as much as it is very very important to do um consistent reviews and then to be very um to be very open to you know evaluate yourself right and you know the necessity of you know consistent evaluation in as much as that is important it can also be a double-edged sword, something that should put you in a reflective state, something that should be able to help you to make the best decisions can actually put you in a position where you are, you know, beginning to struggle or you feel like you have underachieved, right? Or you feel like, 
uh, everybody is getting it right and I am getting it wrong. Things are not just falling in place. Things are not just falling in line for me. Uh, that's, it, it, it usually happens because somebody will come over and say, I remember when I started the year, I had successful goals and I've been able to achieve this. I've been able to do that. And there's a way that sometimes, like, you need to understand that a lot of people do not mean you any harm by by you know telling you what they've been able to achieve and sincerely it's something we should learn to appreciate conquering the human nature is a big deal conquering the human nature is a big deal so it's something that we should learn to appreciate tyler that people are able to achieve things right when somebody meets you and tells you that okay these are my achievements we should be able to look at it from the context of overcoming certain hurdles you know the challenges whatever could have been an excuse how they you know pushed it aside and you know they lived above it perfect now for those of us that do tend to share we have to be very careful that um it doesn't seem that we are overly you know that we are overly or we're throwing ourselves to get too much on people you know, and rubbing it in their face, we have to be able to learn to present our achievements in a way that they understand the, you know, okay, people understand the process that you had to go through. And it serves as a motivating factor, not an intimidating factor. Um, so usually within this period, there's some people because they're, they're so result-driven, they're so... Um, result-oriented, they have a way of looking at other people that are, you know, partially a little bit slower in doing some certain things, or pro- probably they're not even doing anything at all. There's just way that they look at them like, you know, your life, you know, you have to think about this, think about this, think about this. And I know that you may be at that position, Tyler. This is nine months. Normal church setting would be like, you know, uh, September is the ninth month, is the uh, it's the month of delivery, you know, because nine is the number of years or number of months, rather, that a child stays in the womb of a woman, right? And so it's expected after nine months, there should be delivery, you know, and so on. Somehow, somehow, at the tail end of the year, most, um, most, goal-oriented people are actually balancing their books they're not really out to achieve much right and then so you could be in the midst of these goal-oriented people and they would be like oh my goodness and you could be like oh my god these guys are doing so much uh, this person just became a millionaire this year or this person got married or this person did this this person did this and you know i think it's even harder when you actually did take out time to write down your goals for the year and then somehow you just find out that your whole life is all over the place right things are not going the way that you expected things are not going the way that you planned out right for whatever reason whether if it was circumstances that came up or whether if it was from your carelessness your ignorance or just some unfortunate situation it could be anything but you've just found yourself in a position where things are not working the way that you have desired. Things are not working the way that you have intended. Things are not working the way that you have hoped. 
Now that in itself can be very, very devastating. I think it's very, very hard when you've actually put in effort and then things didn't go the way that you wanted it to go. But, Tyler, but there is something that I really want us to, you know, um, to take note of, right? Because God has not left us without hope. God has not helped, left us without help, right? And one of the things that I really, really do love to do is um, go through scripture. And from scripture, we'll, I'll pick out some examples of people. Uh, maybe in subsequent episodes, maybe one of these months or so, I would really take out time and we'll start doing character study, right? In, in, from Dear Tyler, in the, on Dear Tyler episode, right? Character studies from the Bible. And we'll just find out some of the things that we could learn from each of these individuals, the good, the bad. So the first person I'm going to start with is somebody that is usually portrayed in a very, very negative light, and that's Esau, right? Esau had um, had it tough from his conception, right? When his mother was pregnant and there was this clash in their womb between him and his brother, and there was already a prophetic word upon Esau's life saying that he would be ruled by his younger brother. Um, he came out being loved. You know, he came out all hairy. You know, there were just some very awkward things. He came out full of hair, red hair. I'm sure that was already some level of stigma for him. You get his appearance. But, you know, he lived well, you know, grew to be a hunter while his brother was more of the household, you know, individual. And he was swindled. Um, or rather, he traded in his birthright. And then he was swindled off with his blessing as the first child. It was a very, very terrible thing for Esau. Where you could literally see that every single part of his life um, seemed to echo um, misfortune. Seemed to echo misfortune. Now, I don't think that Esau, you know, really planned that his life would be so anyhow, for the lack of a better word. I don't think that that was Esau's plan, where he was like, um, maybe um, I'm not going to achieve much, I'm not going to do much. You could see that there was a whole lot of sincerity. When he wanted to, when he gave out his birthright, it's because he really did go out to look for food. Now somebody would be like, ah, Esau did not prepare, no, but he went out in search of food. He was a hunter. And I believe that there were a lot of times where his game, what he got you know, whatever he hunted and he got. I'm sure he shared it with Jacob. I'm sure he shared it to Jacob. I don't think there was any platform that Jacob saw to be able to trade birthright with Esau. I don't think there was any situation apart from that. And because of the instance, only God knows the level of hunger that um, Esau experienced to be able to say, okay, just give me something to eat, right? It must have been really, really terrible. Jacob took advantage of that. When it was time for him to receive the blessing of his father, Isaac, he ran, you know, he looked for the game. He did it in his own way, the way um, the, the, the father had always known. 
and he was still swindled. Imagine being ganged up against by both your mother and your brother. Right? So you clearly know that these people are absolutely against you. Do you understand? They are absolutely against you. Now, these are that could be a circumstance for you as an individual. That could be a circumstance for you where there are people around you that have that should be the ones to support you, that should be the ones to help you, that should be the ones to, you know, be of a blessing to you, right? These are the ones that are directly fighting you, Tyler. And it's not, um, you know, it's not, it's not something, it's not uncommon, sadly. It's not uncommon. The Bible says that uh, the enemies of a man are usually the members of his own household, right? So, I won't be surprised if some of us are victims of such where we are literally pulled down by the people that should lift us up. Now, when he missed out on the blessing, he he, he pleaded with Isaac, his father. He was like, no, the blessing has gone. right? But then Isaac made one statement and he said that this yoke will be taken over you, right? By through when you become restless, when you become tired of it, that this yoke will be taken off your neck once you've gained some level of unsatisfaction. And you could see over the years after um, after Jacob had sojourned with Laban, you know, and he was going over to meet Esau, and he, you know, he pushed gifts towards Esau to kind of like pacify Esau and be like, I'm sorry for doing all of those things. And, you know, Esau was like, no, keep your gifts that God has blessed me. God has blessed me. He had material things. He was blessed with, you know, a lot of children. He was blessed with property. But it was on the basis of that word when you become unsatisfied. So there was a pronouncement over Esau's life. But then he still had the opportunity for a new beginning. He still had what? An opportunity for a new beginning. The second story we're going to talk about is the story of Rahab in the Bible. The story of Rahab. Rahab was a prostitute in Jericho, right? It's, you know, it's just one of those things. It's, I don't know. I don't understand what it means to be a prostitute, right? Um, I don't understand the circumstances behind it. I mean, a lot of people feel that um, everyone that goes into prostitution is someone that is promiscuous, but it's not the truth per se, right? For some people, yes, they do. In fact, most people that are promiscuous even do it for free. Their 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 satisfaction does not come from receiving anything after it's just in the in the act and in the art of it all but then there are some other people where they were just put in a very tight situation now one of the things that we need to be careful about right tyler is that we do not um create a perception about people and the things that they do yes they may not be honorable they may not be honorable but there must be a reason why they do it and it is not our responsibility, um, it's not our mandate to, you know, necessarily judge them, right? Our mandate is to help them see the light 
um, or bring hope to them by being the light to them, right? So this was probably a trade that she had to do to be able to cater for her family, right? Uh, we don't understand the economic system of Jericho. We do not understand the pedigree from which um, her family, uh, or rather from where she grew up, right? So there, there could be a million and one reasons as to why she engaged in all of those things, right? Now, imagine the pain of being a prostitute. Everybody around knows you to be a prostitute. And, you know, within the time that she um, was in Jericho, you know, she hid the spies from the soldiers and everything. And they made a promise to save her and her family. And when Jericho fell, her and her family were preserved, right? While the rest of Jericho perished. And she had the honor of being part of the genealogy of Jesus. Now think about it, that... A scarred woman like um, a scarred woman like Rahab, because of the circumstances around her, right, and with all the stigma, was still given the blessed opportunity to follow the birthline of the Savior. Like that's just mind blowing, that her story could change, because naturally, if not because of this narrative that was changed by God. Right, if not because of this new beginning that was brought to her by God, the story would be like, and Rahab was just a prostitute. That would have been the beginning and the end, right? But certain things that she did brought about a new beginning. A third story that I would use is the story of Ruth. Now, Ruth's own was a little bit dicey. Ruth was a Moabite. Now, Moabites were were. The, the the children of Israel were told not to even have anything to do with the Moabites, right? Um, she was, a, you know, very honorable wife, you know, to um, Naomi's sons, right? And sadly, Naomi lost her husband and then lost her sons. And within those periods, right, um, both Ruth and then her sister-in-law, um, Orpah, both of them did not, you know, did not conceive for the sons, now, Naomi wanted to, you know, move over and, you know, start afresh, you know, and she, she really wanted the best for her daughter-in-laws. And she told them, you guys just go, go back to your people. Probably you would still find a husband where you are and um, at least be able to raise a family that she's old. She doesn't have anyone that even if she gives birth to a son now, would you wait for them to become old so that you'll marry them or something. It, she didn't want to delay them. And Upper left. Upper left. Now, I'm sure a lot of people will be like, ah, Upper was not a very loyal person. No, come on. Um, they received the blessing of Naomi. Right? They received the blessing of Naomi. Naomi was very honest about what she could do and what she could provide. Right? And... I believe Oprah must have had a blessed life too, right? Must have had a blessed life. Ruth, on the other hand, just decided to stay. Whatever covenant that she had made because of her marriage to Naomi's son is what kept her there and was like, probably she was like, um, this, this woman is so old, let me 
as my last respects to my husband, let me stay with her or something. Because even, think about it, even Oprah herself wanted to stay back. Even Oprah herself wanted to stay back. Um, but anyway, so please and please, Oprah is not a bad person. I don't think she is. If God ever gives us the opportunity, probably she has a beautiful story too. Now, um, Ruth followed Naomi back to Israel. Now think about it, that you are a Moabite. They know you to be a Moabite. You are going into a land that typically you've been taught not to like Moabites. Now that's crazy already. And she served and she served and she served Naomi. Eventually, she got connected to one of Naomi's uh, cousin's nephews. I think nephews or so, right? And um, his name is name's, was Boaz, right? And Boaz, you know, took her as um, his wife and you know she gave birth to Obed, Obed gave birth to Jesse Jesse gave birth to King David now somebody that was alienated from the people of God found grafting imagine being a widow being rejected by your being rejected by a community that you may find yourself in a place where based on all ramifications you are not qualified to be in certain places or where they literally put a stigma on you because of your person your pedigree um, your ethnicity your culture even your belief right your faith these are things that people can naturally put forward to you but god was able to give her also a new beginning she was able to love again. She was able to love again. I really believe she loved her first husband. Lost the husband. Now you might have experienced some certain level of loss too. This is the story of Ruth. Now when you think about someone like... The, the, the last story that I'll give, we could use quite a number of other examples. Last story I'll use is the story of Paul. Um, I, I'll not go in depth into Paul. Paul was just somebody that was out for anybody that was part of the way, right? Anybody that um, was a Christian, that loved Jesus, that, you know, um, spoke about Jesus and his resurrection and everything. He literally was the one responsible for either um, catching, you know, arresting Christians, collecting legal authority to take over, um, you know, to take Christians into captivity, he was responsible for agitating crowds to kill people. It was mad. Now, this is the same person that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. That God was able to take that broken life, take that broken life, and turn it into something beautiful. Now, each of these people must have wasted some level of time, right? Or spent some time, you know, time must have, you know, passed over them time must have flown by them right and it you know it have made it look like oh my 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 mates that that term mates are achieving this my mates are doing this my mates are doing that or this person has done this right and it might have looked like oh there is not much i can do right what can god actually do for me at this time what can come out of me at this time when you think about the story of Jabez, he was born in sorrow and the things about his life were 
consistently a reflection of that sorrow. But then he prayed a prayer and he was like, Lord, I know, Jabez is, a, is an amazing man. He said that, um, you know, that thou mayest bless me and enlarge my course. That can you change my narrative? And, you know, he was most honorable, right? He was the most honorable of all his brethren. And he was able to turn that story. God was able to turn that situation around for Jabez, right? Tyler, there is no situation that is too messed up that you cannot start again. The best time to start is now. I know that the year has 365 days and we maybe basically just have uh, over 90 days left, you know, for the rest of the year. Right, over 90 days left for the rest of the year. And it'd be like, oh my God, no. Your, the best part of the year can still happen within these 90 days, Tyler. I want you to believe it. There's this beautiful song by Isher Houghton, right? Um, moving forward, I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare my past is over. In you, all things are made new. I've surrendered my life to Christ. I'm moving, moving forward. You make all things new and I will follow you forward. That is a blessed song and a blessed hope for each and every one of us, Tyler. Oh, yes, you didn't follow the rules that God gave you. You messed up. You've gone so far. It's fine. Where you are now is the perfect, perfect point to start. The perfect point to start. It may take time. It may be painful because you may have to learn things that... You may have to relearn things that you had already known before, but you had given up because of wrong um, wrong, wrong attitudes, right? So you may have to go through all of that pain again, right? You may have to go through all of that struggle. But if you can trust God, Tyler, right? There is nothing that the Lord cannot make new. I tell you again, there is absolutely nothing that the Lord cannot make you. He can literally turn your story around. Literally turn your story. When you think about um, kings in the Bible, someone like Nebuchadnezzar, generally you would look at him as an evil king. But the latter part of Nebuchadnezzar's life, right, he literally lived in declaring the goodness of God. Literally used it in declaring the goodness of God. Remember the episode that we had, Take Me Back to Egypt, right? Think about it. Egypt was known as a place of captivity, right? But when it was time to feature in the nativity story, Egypt was a place of security. God can change any narrative, right? And it doesn't matter when. It does not matter when. Yes, time has gone, right? But then, um, beautiful song by Nathaniel Bassi, he holds times and seasons in his hands, right? Um... God can fashion anything. If God can make this whole world and create a system for its functionality that he didn't need to redo it again, if he can do it in six days, then what's in your life that he can't do? Now, apparently, I'm sharing this message, right? And it's also hitting me because there are things that I am trusting God for. There there were things that I wrote down that I was going to do. I have not done them. Right, I have not done them, and somehow within me, um, it, it it makes me feel, um, you know, like I've underachieved, 
right it could be maybe a certain business you know wanted to reach a certain financial goal or maybe you wanted to get married be in a relationship at a certain time and you just feel like oh the years are going right god can still give new beginnings he can we started the year with with hope right um but apparently maybe things got really damaged along the way but now right god has given us a bailout system he has given us a bailout system i i i'll never forget what apostle joshua selman shared with us um it's either this year uh first colonial service or one of the um first colonial services he said that your new year begins when you make it is when you make decisions right your new year begins when you make decisions now you've got to make a decision to walk in a new light you've got to make the decision to walk in a new path you've got to make the decision to leave the mistakes to leave the unfortunate circumstances right to leave the uh betrayals right the rejection you've got to make a conscious decision to let go of it and you're going to face forward and look at a new page going to look at a new page i think the thing that has kept us bound is that we've been staring so much at the past we've been staring so much at the past that it has become our reality it has become our own reality so much that we believe it more than we believe in the possibility of a good future so what is that thing that is holding you bound right let go of it tyler and believe and i want you to tell yourself that in the next 90 plus days that my best year the best of my hair can still come out of it i'm not in a rush i'm not in competition with anybody i'm not in competition with any individual for those that have achieved i salute you you are my reference to the fact that you can put your heart to something by the grace of god with the hand of the lord upon you and achieve something that is very very true but i'm not going to be intimidated by your achievements i'm going to be motivated by it I'm going to be motivated by it and this 90 days is going to be a 90 days of miracles for me 90 plus days of miracles for me is that okay Tyler so please and please right i want you to believe and hope in new beginnings god is a god of new beginnings right and so like um our new culture is going to be we're going to take out time and pray right we're going to take out time and pray just a very short prayer together with you right and can we pray father we thank you we thank you father because you are the god of the impossible you do impossible things father thank you because you are the god of restoration you are the god of newness you took our sinful nature and you made a new creation out of us What is our wrecked situation that you cannot turn around? Father, we've come here with so many burdens, with so many things. Yes, the year is about to round up and we had so many plans, Lord, for, you know, certain things. And apparently some of them didn't plan out, pan out the way we intended. And in some way, Lord, we're kind of discouraged. And so Father, we hear before you trusting you that you would grant us hope once again to believe you for whatever decision lord that we did not take whatever mistake that we made whatever situation that we were in that brought us to this position lord we repent of it 
repent of it and lord we make a decision to walk in the new to walk in the new we may have three months to the end of 2022 but lord this is our new year now we are starting with you now and we trust you lord that every achievement that we should have achieved that you will compress it for us in the next 90 days we trust you lord father for it and we ask father that you grant us the grace to face forward to look on to you and not to the past you said letting go of every way that easily besets us or you know forgetting those things which are before Father, we ask, O oh God, that you help us to stay focused on this new path that you have charted for us. Help us, Father, to stay focused. Help us, O oh God, to consciously make a decision, Father, to let go of the past. Father, we embrace the newness that you have given us through the beauty, O oh God, of your Son and through salvation. Thank you, Father, because it is also a new beginning for each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. And so, yeah, I said that it's a, <laughs> I thought it was going to be short, but I think I was just extremely, extremely passionate about it, right? So, um, please be encouraged, Tyler, right? God is with us, right? And we can start new, we can start afresh, right? And God is going to help us. God is going to help us. Um, yeah, so please and please, if you've got your own sh- story to share, if you've got your own story to share, you know, you can always reach us on um via our email i think our email is going to be the standard now so that you could um you know maintain some certain level of anonymity if you need it you could share your own story um via email dear tyler at gmail.com um tyler pleases t-y-l-a 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 now it's um please you know do reach out there and share your story and if you want to remain anonymous we'll do that for you as the lord grants us grace and then you know our social media handles are still there on instagram at dear underscore tyler and then also our facebook page we've got dear tyler you know you could reach out to each and every to each to any of those platforms right to any of those platforms right um and then please as much as you listen to this podcast do well to share you know with others right let them be encouraged let them find hope in it right um and let let this good news spread right so yeah this is me signing out right remember i love you i believe in you and i am always rooting for you have an awesome day tyler bye